Isaiah 9, 2-7. The people that walked in darkness have seen a great light. They that dwell in the land of the shadow of death, upon them hath the light shined. Thou hast multiplied the nation, thou hast increased their joy. They joy before thee, to the joy of the harvest. As men rejoice when they divide the spoil. For the yoke of his burden, and the staff of his shoulder, the rod of his oppressor, thou hast broken, as in the day of evil. For all the armor, and the armored men in the toilet, and the garments rolled in blood, shall be for burning, for fuel of fire. For to us a child is born, and to us a son is given. And the government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called the Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government, and the peace there shall be no end. Upon the throne of David, and upon his kingdom, to establish it, and to uphold it, in justice, and with righteousness, from henceforth, even forever. The zeal of Jehovah of hosts will perform this. Hope, peace, joy, and love. Four candles, four promises, continually offered to us by God. And all of them manifest in this one light today, the Christ candle. In Christ we find the hope of the transformation, the peace that follows justice, the joy of self-fulfillment and community, and the love that encompasses us in all our diversity, empowering us to make our own unique contribution to this world. In Christ we find the light and life and the courage to be like Him, answering His call and following His footsteps. Let us pray. We rejoice in God's steadfast in our lives and in God's unique presence in the life of Jesus of Nazareth, both of Mary, growing through childhood into adult ministry, in all his life manifesting the peace, love, and justice of God. His voice undimmed by centuries, his call and his promise is clear to us as it was to his disciples so long ago. Come to us, Lord Jesus, be born in us this night in our hearts, our minds, and our lives. May the light of your life be kindled in us and lead us to the shining truth of God with us, God for us, and God in us. Amen. You all look really great today. <laughs> Turn to someone nearby and say Merry Christmas. Would you do that? This is a celebratory time of year. It is meant to be that. And we just want to rejoice with the wonderful good news that God has come to be with us. Amen. The God who comes to us as a baby. The God who spoke to Elijah in a whisper. Our God, who seems to delight in using small things, ordinary things, to accomplish his great and stupendous purposes. Joseph, you shall call his name Jesus. The baby in a manger the infant, the small, tiny, helpless baby 
shall be called Jesus because he will save his people from their sins. God used a baby to save his people. Dr. James Dobson shares the story of a young woman in his Christmas letter who herself was saved by her baby. He says, finally, uh, one day that December, I had to tell her, this is her doctor speaking, that medically we were beaten. The decision lay with God. I'm glad the decisions lay with God. She took it quietly, lying there, wasting away, only 23, and the mother of a one-year-old child. Eleanor was a devout and courageous woman. She had red hair and had probably been rather pretty at one time, but not anymore. She was so wasted with tuberculosis. If I am still alive on Christmas Eve, she quietly said, I would like your promise that I can go home for Christmas. I would like your promise again, she said, looked at me intently, that I can go home for Christmas. And as her physician, it disturbed me. I knew she shouldn't go. The lower lobe of her right lung had a growing tubercular cavity in it, roughly one inch in diameter. I couldn't make the promise because I felt that she would be dead before Christmas. You see, Eleanor's husband had the disease when he returned home to Nova Scotia from service in World War II. It was a mild case. He didn't know he had it, and he didn't know that he had infected his wife with it. And her case came on so fast and lodged in such a difficult place that it confounded all of her doctors. To have a tubercular cavity in the lower lobe of the lung was so unusual and not good. And we tried all manner of treatments, but they didn't work, and so we sent her home to die. She weighed 125 pounds healthy, but was now down to 87 the first time I saw her. Her fever was high, but she gave a smile for the slightest kindness bestowed upon her. And toward the end of February, she was down to 80 pounds. She couldn't eat, and there were other compounding problems. With a grin, she almost facetiously asked me one day, Am I pregnant? And when I told her she was, she smiled and blushed. Legally, medically, we could have removed the baby from her body because it imperiled her very life. And she wouldn't hear of it. 
So we fed her intravenously and watched her fight to sustain two lives in a body that was racked by sickness and ill health, which only in grit and determination and hope kept her going. The struggle went on for weeks and never once did we think that she and the baby would make it. And to our amazement, to our utter amazement, the child saved her. By the time of her birth, the TB cavity in her lung had closed. She was remarkably better. Her determination to birth the child had literally made her well. The baby saved the mother. A tiny baby saving an imperiled mother's life. God using something small, something the world often looks upon as quite insignificant and that which can be wasted, to bring about a larger, more important result. Many years ago, God also used the birth of a tiny infant to bring salvation to this needy world. Amen? Amen. A baby that was looked upon with scorn by so many and yet seemingly insignificant to others. A tiny baby meant to save you and I from ourselves. You know, it can be our nature, I think, to believe that the best things come in the biggest packages. That the best denomination is the biggest denomination. That the best church is the biggest church. That the best uh, home in the community is the biggest house. That the best things come in big packages. That the most exciting possibilities are contained in the larger things in life. And I want you to know this morning, beloved, that our scripture lesson reminds us that God often uses the small things to bring about his purposes. A no-name people, a babe in a manger, poor folks, little notoriety, and yet God put his hand upon Joseph and Mary and used them to bring the Savior of the world to us. There are some very serious implications about our serving the God who likes to use small things to bring about big results. I want to share four of them quickly with you this morning. 
And the first one is that I think it's quite important that you and I do not discount or despise the day of small things as we can be inclined to do because we might miss God if we do it. Be careful that you don't go through your life expecting something big to happen and that God is in the earthquake and God is in the wind and God is in the fire. And if that isn't happening with you, that God is somehow absent from your existence. I want you to know that today, beloved, that when you wake up tomorrow morning, God will be there. He's in Mondays, just as he is in Sundays. And you and I go through days, I know, that are not very exciting sometimes. And God is in those days. Secondly, we ought to look more around us for the evidence of God's presence and blessing in the little things in life. Not necessarily thinking it's going to be in this stupendous, but it's probably his presence is going to be more seen in the little things, the ordinary things, the everyday things. Someone has said that the person with this attitude is more likely to wake up in the morning saying, thank God it's morning and that I can experience his his presence today than, dear God, it's morning. (laughs) He's there when you're sitting at the table for breakfast. He's with you. He's with you as you get in your car and make your way to work. He's with you. The ordinary, everyday things that occupy our time and our energies, God is in those things. And he wants you to recognize his presence. Thirdly, I believe we need to be more faithful in those little things of life for which we are responsible Because I've lived long enough to discover that little things have a way of adding up to be big things. And Jesus himself said to his disciples that faithful have you been in the little that I will make you ruler over what? Much. And the the principle that Jesus was trying to teach his disciples is that if you are faithful in the ordinary little everyday things of life, that it will have a way of resulting in something big and stupendous in the economy of God. And so we need to be faithful in what God has called us to be involved in. Whether it's that as a husband, whether it's that as a wife, whether it's that as an employee or an employer, whether it's that as being a part of a loving congregation that you all are so much a privilege to be a part of being faithful, doing your little thing, doing your best in that little thing, knowing that God is able to bring about a larger result.
And then finally, let us recognize this Christmas season that little is much when God is in it. That's more than just words to a song. It is reality. If God is in it, little is much. (laughs) And God is often in the little. And when his presence is there, it doesn't matter what is uh, reared up against us, what we are facing. It doesn't matter because if God is in it, he's bigger than the circumstance. Amen? Amen. And as you go through this Christmas season, just pause for a few moments, if you would, please. And thank God for the little stuff that is such a blessing in your life. Yes, yes. And recognize that it's his mercy and his grace in your life. And that oftentimes as you uh, are going to be facing difficulty in 09, that it will be your faithfulness in doing your best in the little stuff where God is a part of it, that he will bring about his result. Do you see what I see? The child, the child, sleeping in the night, he will bring us goodness and light. He will bring us goodness and light. May God richly bless you this Christmas season.